0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, each year, twice a year, we devote ourselves to meditate on the same exact gospel lesson of Jesus riding into Jerusalem. And we hear it on the very first Sunday of the church here, Advent 1, and we also hear it every Palm Sunday, the first day of Holy Week. And it's not because we ran out of texts, but it's because that this text is that important. I've preached on this text so far 14 times in the past seven years, and I still have not preached it enough, because we will never grow past it as long as we live. So that is what we'll do here once again today, meditate on how beautifully the Lord has loved us. The account is very simple. Jesus rides into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and you know it well. I've preached on on various different aspects and parts of this text before. But today, I wanna focus on not so much what happened, but when it happened. And here's the timeline. Jesus arrives in Bethany on Friday. He stayed in the house of Mary, uh, Martha, and Lazarus on Saturday, the Sabbath. Then the next day on Sunday, the first day of the week, that is when Jesus went to Jerusalem. That, that's today. This is the, the, the Sunday. It happens on a Sunday. Now, according to the Jewish calendar, uh, this was the new year, and Jesus did this on the 10th day of Nisan. Now, it doesn't mean much right now, but it will, so uh, remember that. And now, all of this was happening during the Passover. And that is why there are massive crowds in jerusalem to begin with because they're all drawn to jerusalem for the passover They're all the families go there for this one once a year a day of atonement and the passover now of all the times it's the most important time and it's the most important day because this is the day when the lambs are uh, chosen and then slaughtered so in exodus chapter 12 god tells israel exactly how and when they are to celebrate the passover so Uh, Pay attention to these words. It says, Exodus 12 says, This month, Nisan, shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month of Nisan, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation shall kill their lambs at twilight. So if you've been following along, then you see exactly what's happening. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on the 10th day of Nisan. And what that means is that on the very day Israel is choosing their lambs that are going to be slaughtered a few days later, this is the exact day that the Lord goes into Jerusalem. So while Israel is choosing their lambs to be sacrificed, God was choosing his. And here God says, Remember when I said I would provide. Well, here is the lamb of sacrifice. My dear son, this is the last Lamb that you will need. This is the lamb that will take away your sin forever. And here's the blood of an innocent man, the blood of God without blemish. Now, if you keep track of the days, remember that the lambs were slaughtered to be eaten on the 14th day of Nisan. That's four days after today. That's Thursday, Maundy Thursday. So the very night Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper is on that same night. All right. Now, this may be new to us, but it's not new to any of the Christians uh, throughout history. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Hebrews 7 says, He sacrificed for sins once for all when He offered Himself. Hebrews 9 says, Christ was sacrificed to take away the sins of many people. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world? First Peter one says, "You were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without spot or blemish." Revelation five says, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain." So the reason I'm saying all of this is to make this one point: that the timing here today is not a coincidence and it's not arbitrary it didn't just happen to fall on these days god caused it he designed it and this was his purpose in fact this is how we should view the text this is how we should view the scriptures it is not that exodus 12 it's not that matthew 21 is based on exodus 12 but exodus 12 is based on the gospel lesson it's not that jesus entered into jerusalem on the day the lambs were chosen rather the lambs were chosen the day that jesus entered jerusalem Jesus didn't follow the lambs. The lambs were following Christ. And this is because this is how it was always supposed to go. Because God planned for your salvation before anything else he created in this world. Uh, This is Ephesians chapter 1. It says this, In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, according to the counsel of his will. This week is the very center and fullness of time. Escalations 4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. So, God orders everything around this moment. This was the first thing he has in mind, and then he creates everything around this moment. So, for example, it's like a jeweler making a wedding ring. Uh, He he first picks the diamond, which is the most important part, and then he creates the setting, and then he creates everything else. The gold or the silver or the platinum, all uh, is there for the sake of the diamond, not the other way around. So the same is true for all of history and this entire world. All history is built around this week, around the very death and resurrection of Christ. So it is like the diamond of the universe and the rest of the world points to it and flows from it. And this is how we understand all things. That the reason he created the world in seven days was for this week. The reason he rested on the seventh day in creation was because that was the same time Jesus would rest his lifeless body in the tomb. The reason he created the stars and the planets and galaxies was so that we could keep the time and know what day it is and know when our redemption is near. Genesis 1.14 says, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to distinguish between the day and the night. And why? It says, To be signs to mark the season's That is the festivals and days and years. Psalm 104 says, God made the moon to mark the seasons, the festivals. The sun knows it's time for setting. The reason he created lambs, the reason he commanded them to be chosen and slaughtered, the reason he created wood and iron, the reason he did all these things was so that he could give life to us because this was always his plan. Jesus coming into the world and dying for your sins was not an afterthought. It was not the backup plan. It was not plan B. It was always the plan. It was the chief thought of God from before the foundation of the world. And so that means that there is not one moment in all of eternity when the Lord did not have you and your salvation in mind, He did not put one star up in the sky without thinking of you. He did not order one day or put one grain of sand in this planet without thinking of your salvation. And there was not a millisecond that passed by that God was not planning to redeem you, to save you, to give himself to you, to give every ounce of life in his body for you. And so when the time came for him to have mercy, he didn't hesitate and when it came time for him to pick who would be punished for every sinful thought, word, deed and desire, God chose himself. And when it came time to choose who would suffer mockery and shame and have people spit on his face and be humiliated, God chose himself. When it came time to who would be forsaken, to choose who would be forsaken and despised and die, a shameful and humiliating death. God chose himself. And when it came time to choose who would live and have a comfortable life, who would have a place to lay their head at night, who would receive daily bread, who would be clothed with righteousness, who would die a blessed and holy death, who he would look upon with favor and bless with life and joy forever, he chose you. When it came to those who he would choose to have a good life, a life that would never see hell, a life that would never taste the wrath and anger of God, God chose you. And all of this he did willingly and joyfully. Dear saints, the God of heaven, the one who created the universe, the one who knit you together in your mother's womb, the one who gave you breath, is the same one who came to give his breath for you. The death and resurrection of Jesus is not an addendum or an addition or a part of your life. It is your life. It is everything. You were created, in fact, for this very reason. This is your very purpose. The reason the Lord created you was so that he would redeem you and sanctify you and make you his own. This is the very purpose in your life, to be loved and to be forgiven and to be redeemed and to be saved and to be covered with a weight of glory that you can't understand. Today, your purpose in this life is complete. Because as long as Jesus is with you, your life will always be fulfilled and complete, no matter how long or short your life may be no matter how happy or sad or difficult your life may be, no matter how many times you've failed and how many things you've failed to do, how many mistakes you've made, how much sin and guilt is coursing in your flesh, your life is fulfilled in Christ. And this means that your life is always meaningful, no matter how meaningless it might feel. Your life is always important and valuable because of what Jesus did for you that he purchased you not with gold or silver, but the very blood in his veins. So no matter what cross you bear, don't think that the Lord is not thinking of you and with you and planning to save you. If God has thought of you every moment of eternity, that he created this whole universe with you in mind, don't for a second think that he has forgotten you. And don't think that there is not any sin, that there's any sin that he has not forgiven. If God planned to love you before you ever took a breath, don't think that he would forsake you now that you are breathing or when you breathe your last. He has loved you more than you can know. So rejoice. Rejoice this blessed and holy week, the very week our Lord came down to save you to take your place and to give you life forever. Amen. Hear the words of this hymn. My own good works all came to naught, no grace or merit gaining. Free will against God's judgment fought, dead to all good remaining. My fears increased till sheer despair, left only death to be my share, the pangs of hell I suffered. But God had seen my wretched state before the world's foundation. And mindful of his mercies great, he planned for my salvation. He turned to me a father's heart. He did not choose the easy part, but gave his dearest treasure. God said to his beloved son, it is time to have compassion. Then go bright jewel of my crown and bring to all salvation. From sin and sorrow, set them free. Slay bitter death for them that they may live with you forever.